what's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. Thank you to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National and Spiritless. To Dine For The Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. Spiritless supports the conscientious cocktailer who wants to live fully but drink differently. Their signature Kentucky 74 is a distilled non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails. It's zero alcohol zero guilt, and just 15 calories per serving. Whether you go completely spiritless or go halvesies with a foolproof bourbon to lower the ABV in your cocktail, you can get your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Welcome to To Dine For, the podcast, where we meet the world's most creative and innovative minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is CEO, mentor, and champion for connection, and Devereaux Mills. I'm very much about living in the present, about innovating, about non-traditionally thinking about what do I want to try next without worrying about failure. And Devereaux Mills is not a fan of small talk. She founded the Parlay House that allows women from all over the world to engage in meaningful conversation and form lasting relationships. This desire for innovation and positive change has spanned her whole career, from working her way to the top as the CEO of multiple companies to advocating for the next generation of female world leaders from post-genocide countries. Today, we learn about what it takes to become not only a great leader, but a leader who truly cares for others, and how to form a connection, whether you're in person or virtual. Please enjoy my interview with Anne Devereaux Mills. First of all, thank you so much for being on To Dine For. It's great to see you and great to talk to you today. It's great to talk to you, too. I just wish we were actually dining together. I know. Where would you take me? Where is your favorite restaurant? Oh, my God. In? I would take you to Kusakabi in San Francisco. And you'd think, oh, you know, sushi is sushi. But this place, you walk in. It's across from the Transamerica building. You walk in through green, a little subtle green awning. There is a sushi bar, four tables, and the most exquisite omakase piece by piece you've ever had. Like the way the chef plays with textures, your, your very first bite is this piece of toro that is marinated, has a slight leaf underneath, and it's seared, so you have a hot to cold bite in one bite in your Ooh, mouth. Ooh, wow, that is to die for. And then you accompany that with some sake, and you're kind of made. Yes, 
table in yeah, heaven. Absolutely. That's right. Wow, done. That sounds amazing, Anne. Um, <laughs> well, your career has been is is really impressive and um, really complex. I think that you've had a lot of varied experiences that you bring to the table, so to speak. I'd love to start with, you know, you're currently the CEO and founder of Parlay House. What is Parlay yeah. House? Can you explain it? I can totally explain it. And it probably, uh, someone said to me, you know, Anne, if I was going to describe you, I would call you the Gertrude Stein of modern times. And I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. Why would mm. they say that? And it's because when I took a major shift in my career and thought about what I was missing in my life, and this was in 2011, 2012, I realized that despite a lot of success in the corporate world, I lacked safe places to have authentic conversations mm. about really hard things. And I'd spent my whole career sort of being tough and doing everything and being everything to everybody. What was your prior career? Yeah, I was uh, an advertising executive. So I okay. founded and built a number of advertising agencies, mostly with a specialty in healthcare, but you know, very masculine New York City, dog eat dog world. Mm -hmm. And you know, I did great. But I, I felt at the I had this sort of pivotal moment where the intersection of recurrence of cancer, the recession and my last kid leaving for college, mm -hmm. I lost my job. And I realized without a job and without being a, an active single parent, I didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sort of the Gertrude Stein, because what I decided to do was bring really diverse strangers into my home to have conversations that we don't get to have anywhere else. And that's what Parlay House is. Like what? About what? Oh my goodness. So we do it content-based and we've had everybody from a marketing executive who decided later in her life to become a dominatrix Whoa. to, yep, to <laughs> the national expert on narcissism and how to deal with the narcissists in your life, ah. to women talking about how, despite their success, they struggled with body image and eating disorders, mm. to women who were able to invent companies in later parts of their lives in non-traditional ways, talking mm. about their values, and and on and on and on. It, you know, what, what happens because we're a completely inclusive organization, we've got members who are 20 years old, we've got members who are 80 years old, we've got racial diversity, sexual orientation diversity, is people self-select when they're interested in something. Mm. And they come and they listen. And when you choose to be somewhere, it's amazing how well it goes mm -hmm. <laughs> rather than you have to be there. You have to network. You have to extract. This is all about being open and vulnerable and contributing. And so that's what Parlay House is. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like the people who don't want small talk, the people who do want deep, meaningful, authentic connection, sometimes actually a lot of times it's very difficult to find in life. But if if you self-select and you invite people who want that, I imagine that the result is magical, right? It is It is, it is. intense. It is. And, it, and this is, you know, I find as women, there are so many times in life when we're at the bottom of the hierarchy of who gets taken care of, who gets mm -hmm. their needs met, because we're meeting everybody's needs. We're meeting them at work. We're meeting them at home. We're meeting them for our parents. We're, you know, And so this is when, when it's in person, and obviously it's not right now, um, in 12 cities around the world, this is one night a month where you get to be at the top of the list of who gets heard and who gets taken care of. So we serve, you'll love this, lovely champagne and bites of food, and we make 
women who are choosing to put themselves forward and have their souls filled or their brains filled, sort of enrichment that gets them through the other half dues in their life. They say the mark of a great business is that it fills a need, and this definitely fills that need. But what is the business plan? How do you make money from Parlay House? Right now, we're self-sustaining. So we ne- I never started it. I-, I spent my career making money. I love making money. I did well making money. Um, I'm not so worried about making money right now. I'm more worried about evening the playing field for women and then another step down for, for women of color who have struggled or women who are different sexual orientation who are not getting included. Mm-hmm. And so inclusion is our number one goal rather than profitability. That said, Mm-hmm. Our events, we charge a small fee for people to attend, mm-hmm. um, and th- that really makes them self-sustaining. And it, it allows people all over the world who want to open chapters to do it. They might make a little bit of money off of it. But, you know, the nice thing is we're already reaching close to 8,000 women around the world. And so over time, our value is increasing, whether it's value to people who are looking to offer things to our members, whether it's Mm -hmm. partnerships, whether it's sponsorships. We're launching a podcast, uh, which will have dramatically bigger reach called Bring a Friend. It launches soon. And that will help us sort of accelerate what we're doing on a global basis. And we've got, you know, I wrote a book, The Parlay Effect, which sort of talks about the benefits of these cascades of inclusion that are happening at our events. And we have all sorts of promotional things that people buy. There there are ways to make money, but this is not going to be my billion dollar baby. This is my soul feeding baby. What have the people told you who have experienced the parlay effect? What have they told you is the effect? It's very different during COVID because when this all hit in March and I had just launched my book in January, we were on a major tour. We had opened Atlanta, uh, Denver and Seattle chapters. Things were going gangbusters and then, of course, came to a screeching halt. And immediately my uh, right hand woman, Arielle Fuller and I sort of said, okay, we can't stop this train. This is needed more than ever. And we immediately pivoted to weekly events that anybody can access from around the world. Virtual, like Zoom links? Zoom links, but with incredible speakers and conversations that nobody else is having. And, you know, for that woman who's trying to work at home and make sure her kids are going to school or is alone or whatever, all of a sudden we're providing a community that feels like it's about her. And so that's a very different value than the one that we're doing when we're when we're in person. The people that are telling me stuff right now are saying, thank God you're providing positivity and getting me away from the news and the obligations and the stress for an hour a week. I can't tell you how meaningful that is. This is a place I I trust. This is a place I feel included. This is a place that I feel is is about me. You know, when you look, take a big picture view of your life and why you created the Parlay Effect, is is part of it because as a successful woman in corporate America, you felt alone or felt like you weren't getting those sort of conversations or connections? Absolutely. I mean, I could... I'll tell you, when when my cancer came back during the recession and my boss decided not to wait for me to have surgery, but for me to have someone else run the company, I went from thinking that I had thousands of friends that I had worked with through the course of my career. And I realized that without power, almost all of them were gone. 
There were, I had a few girlfriends that were there for me that mm. didn't, weren't, weren't in it because I was the CEO, but very, very few. And I thought, oh my God, what a, what a sad way to live my life, especially as I have more free time because my daughters are now grown. And, you know, where is the depth? Where is the meaning? And so mm -hmm. I had I, I was lucky enough to be a fellow of the Aspen Institute during my career. And mm -hmm. I spent two years as a fellow in a class with 20 people who were not like me, you know, male, female, conservative, liberal, public sector, private sector. It was it was a very um, elite, prestige oriented gathering of people. But what we found was when we shared content, reading a Mary Oliver poem or um, a, an article on a controversial subject and talking about values, all of a sudden people who were not similar began to connect with each other and mm -hmm. began to understand each other and even have the hard conversations, like why you're voting for who you're voting for or whatever the tough conversation of, of the day is. And that was really the foundation of how I designed our gatherings because it's not just social. It's certainly not extractive. We only have one rule. And the one rule is you don't come to ask something of someone else. If you're starting a nonprofit, you don't meet the marketing person and say, hey, can you donate your time? Because right. no one wants to show up and be asked for something. Sure. You show up to give, you show up to share. And it's just been phenomenal to get rid of transactional relationships and just connect. All sorts of things happen. I mean, people have gotten jobs and friendships have been born and, you know, favors exchanged. And most importantly, friendships that are outside of the bubble that we live our lives have ignited. And I really think that's part of what so many of us are struggling with right now when you don't know what to believe because you're all hearing the same feed, but the same narrow feed of information. Mm -hmm. It's just so great to, to hear from other people whose life path was not the same as yours. We'll have more on this conversation in just a moment. But first, To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Now back to our conversation. You know, I started to dine for because I really believe that sitting down to a meal is one of the best ways to connect, right? That, that the power of sharing food and talking about why you love something is a wonderful springboard for not only an authentic conversation, but to really connect with someone. So now that we're in this virtual reality, how do we make authentic connections? And do you have any thoughts or advice on doing it better? 
Yes. So I, I find it's harder and easier. So it's harder because you're not sitting down over your favorite food and you're not opening a bottle of wine and you're not looking each other in the eye. Those things I definitely miss. But whether it's through the Parlay House gatherings where when we sign everybody in, when we open the waiting room, we dance every week <laughs> at the beginning and the end of our sessions. And some of them are very deep and serious, but there is something about providing joy where you're looking at a screen and we have hundreds of people on each Zoom and they were playing music that is themed and relevant to our speaker and we're dancing. So oh, that great. something that frees you to feel positive and open is, is, a, is a really good start. The other thing is we have more time. So if we have more time and we're thinking about other people, there's that empathetic piece of, oh, my friend Joan, you know, last year was a tough year for her. She struggled with cancer and now here she is by herself. I wonder what she is doing today, what she's up to. I'm now thinking about her. I'm not like going through my life at such fast pace that I don't have those moments where, you know, if I just write a note to Joan and say, nothing to say, just wanted you to know I'm thinking about you. That is huge for her that that day. And I really think right now that time to stop and think about where other people are and that they might need to be seen, acknowledged, remembered. Those small things are actually transformative, especially for people who are feeling lonely and isolated in this weird virtual world we're living in. Like small acts of kindness. It sounds, I don't mean it to sound cliche, but whether we were before virtual and now currently in virtual, they still yep. matter, don't they? It, they do. And it's funny, uh, in my in my book, wh when I, I was tracking these acts of kindness, that one woman would do something for the next woman who would do something for the next woman. And all of a sudden, I'd hear an anecdote about it five iterations later. And I thought, is this kind of pay it forward? Or what are we doing that's different than that? Because, you know, I'm highly competitive and don't want to be doing the same thing everybody else is doing. So I worked with the head of the psychology department at UC Berkeley, an amazing psychologist researcher named Dr. Serena Chen. And we did market research for my book where we took random subjects and we sorted them into three, we assigned them to three buckets. One, one bucket of people who was answering our questionnaire about this, about giving and, the, and small things, uh, we called the givers. And, and those people, we said, tell us a, a time when you did something thoughtful, generous, kind to someone else, and it had a disproportionate effect on them. Tell us about that. The second group of people, we said, tell us a time when somebody did something thoughtful, meaningful, generous, that was disproportionately big for you and what you did with that. And then we thought, oh, we don't want this to fail. We need bucket number three. What's bucket number three? It's people who can't think of any time they did anything nice, can't think of any time anybody did anything nice for them, but saw something, can tell us about something. And the results were amazing. Mm. The givers were people you and I know, those people who are pretty thoughtful and are often doing things for other people. And they could see from sort of early in their lives that small thoughtful actions actually did have disproportionate effect. The receivers may not surprise you either because they were people that once they realized how lovely it was to be included, to be invited to a meeting that you might not be invited to or acknowledged in a way that no one's seen you before, that they started doing that for other people. Hmm. The witnesses were the key because the witnesses would say, no, 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 I never do anything 
but I started thinking about this. And um, then I was I was a st- sitting outside of 7-Eleven in my car and there was homeless people outside. And I saw this guy come out of 7-Eleven and he gave the homeless people a sandwich. And then they walked across the street and they shared it. So one guy, one sandwich across the street, multiple people had some food in their stomach. And I thought, that's pretty cool. So the next time I went in somewhere, I walked out and I did the same thing. So by witnessing these small acts of kindness, it is not a linear pay it forward effect. Some people told us about, yeah, I bought Starbucks for the person behind me, or I bought McDonald's for the in the drive through for the person behind me. But really, we started seeing an exponential change in how a small group of society were behaving by watching other people behave well. It's it's the power of suggestion. It is. And and imitation. Yes. Huh? And, and, you know, as someone who spent their entire life in journalism myself and telling stories, you know, it's it gets to the heart of, you know, pers- personally why I do what I do, because images matter. Um, seeing things matter. I think the, I, the concept of being a polite citizen in the world is sort of like not very popular right now. I feel like um, we are a, a society that at this very juncture, wants our voice heard across the board, as it should be, given what's happened politically. But what happens is how you present yourself in the world. You can uh, be angry, but respectful. You can be adamant, but polite. You know, there, it matters because I find myself and, you know, it's the same way when you're around someone who is disrespectful, you all of a sudden kind of bow up and become disrespectful yourself, even if you're not a disrespectful person. Totally. It really is a ripple effect, isn't it? It, it? it really is. And I think it doesn't have to be sickly sweet. I mean, sometimes I hear myself talking and I'm thinking, oh, yuck, what a goody two shoes, you know. <laughs> but I don't think you have to always be sort of saccharine to be thoughtful and mm-hmm. inclusive of other people. I mean, you can be bold and you can be strong and you can be outspoken on their yes. behalf. I mean, sticking up for someone is as important as including them. Absolutely. You know, there are many people who don't have the freedom that I have to express what they want to express because they still have jobs or they're in a tough relationship or they're whatever. They're yes. they're introverts. And so, you know, I think there are all sorts of ways to lift each other that should fit who you are as a human, right. but it always fits in some way. Right. Authentic to who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm fascinated by, you know, really the genesis of how you created Parlay House, which came from a need you had as a busy working corporate person who I think probably if you were honest with yourself, you didn't even quite realize that you were lacking connection because you were so successful and you were working so hard. And I was just doing you I were was doing. Do- I was doing and not feeling. So I kind of want to go back to that person. And, yeah. and who does the Anne now, if you were going to give advice to that Anne, when you were in the midst of being of building and being successful and handling that male corporate structure that m- must have been hard as hell, yeah. and maybe in a way you didn't even know was hard as hell, what advice would you say to that person? Because a lot of people listening to this will be that person. And what would you wish you had done to kind of cultivate more connections? I don't know that I have regrets in 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 the sense that I don't say I, with certainly raising my daughters. I have regrets saying I wish I had been more open about how hard it was because I set an impossible by trying to be Wonder Woman and accomplishing all these things. Um, I set impossible 
expectations for them in their lives. So I have regrets about that. But do I have regrets that that was a time for me to prove to myself that I was capable of surviving in a world where there weren't many other people looking like me? And would I be willing to sacrifice some of the things that I sacrificed then in order to do the two things that I was focused on for 25 years, which was build a career and raise strong daughters? No, I don't think I would. I, I know because it was my 50th birthday when everything exploded and I had to think about the second half of my life that if I had stayed on that corporate treadmill at the pace that I was going, I would have continued to succeed without increasing gains at some point. You know, once you're a, a CEO and you're CEO again and you're chairman and you run a board of directors and you do all this stuff, you know, Okay, so you go from one board to three boards. You go right. from one company, you know, at some point it's diminishing returns. And then how do you fill the unfulfilled pieces of yourself that were never met by the corporate world? Mm. So, and that's what you're doing now. That's what I'm doing now. So, you know, I don't think life has to be linear. I think you create these chapters when you grow into a new aspect of yourself and you say, "Wow, I never realized I felt this. I'm going to I'm going to Fill that Explore. now. I'm very much about living in the present, about innovating, about non-traditionally thinking about um, what do I want to try next without worrying about failure. And th so that's that's where where I am. And you know, we're we're sort of skyrocketing, but I, I'm still thinking about okay. You know, I've always wanted to launch a clothing line. I design and and sew clothing, especially during COVID, during my own downtime. When am I going to do that? And I love cooking. I love mm -hmm. eating. I love cooking. When am I going to when am I going to experiment and learn? you know there's just sort of never ending pieces of ourselves that have time for to be focused on throughout the course of our lives. And different chapters as you said you wouldn't have had the for time sure. to do this, you know, when you were in the midst of raising your daughters. You know, this is right. this is the right time and the right place. Also, during that time, being a feminist and exclusively focused on lifting women, especially in that world, um, I had to be really careful that I, you know, I was always female. I didn't, you know, sort of dumb down my femininity in how I dressed or how, but they did not know what to do with a aggressive, outspoken person. And being sort of the times when I felt soft and vulnerable couldn't be shown when I was facing upwards up the corporate ladder. I could do it as a leader. I could do it as an empathetic values-based leader to my team. I could set examples of drawing lines like leaving the office at six o'clock because my time in the evening was the only meaningful substantive time I had to talk about important things with my daughters. And I did that to show that the younger women who were then having babies and working their way through the work world could have both and could make decisions to, to have both that didn't negatively impact their career. But there is no way that I could have had this hyper emphasis on including women and empowering women and giving them spaces to talk about things. I would have been a pariah. Well, first of all, you, you, I can tell that you, even in the midst of your career, were very much aware of the fact that people were 
looking how you did it because you were successful? And can I do it like that? And can I have both? And can I make this work? You were very self-aware to realize that other women were looking to you to see if this was going to work out for them. And now hindsight, right, 2020 hindsight allows you to have an even richer and fuller understanding of kind of your your place in the work world and, and what's next. I love that you are continuing to dream about a, a fashion line, about cooking. Looking. Um, I think, you know, I love hearing stories of people who are always evolving and always, you know, shifting and morphing and growing. And I feel like you're a, a prime example of that, Anne. So I thank you so much for being on To Dine For. Tell, uh, tell everyone how they can find you and how they can support you. Well, the best thing that they can do to support me is to support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who wants to be a member of Parlay House can. It's all about inclusion. So if you log on to parlayhouse.com and just click on the become a member button, you'll be you'll be part of our community. And I think that's the best thing you can do. And then the community grows by you then inviting other women who you think would benefit by being connected and supportive of each other. So that's the best thing that you can do. And, you know, the other thing that you can do is, is give some thought today to that person or those couple of people who you reaching out to say, I see you, I'm thinking of you. I remember when you did this for me and it has resonated with me. Say those things because there's no reason to wait till tomorrow to do that. I love that, Anne. Thank you so much. Great to be connected to you. And I look forward to continuing the conversation. For sure. Take care. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National and Spiritless. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.